0: So is this the real life or is it just fantasy? I turned on the news this AM wall to wall Russians like evil kings of olden times. How does one see them, imagine them on this information? Them, the people of Russia who speak Russian and holiday on the Bosphorus or Turkey if they can possibly afford it since they all apparently live in hovels except their overlords are they naturally terrible, these Ivans? Are they naturally slavish, these Nureyevs? That they do not rise up against their tormenting overlords, who in history ever did rise up against a tormenting overlord. What, Tyler? John Ball? Ah, well, not successfully. And they were not Russian. So, whom do we accuse of not being fully Human every day on MSNBC in the land of equality and democracy of not demanding God-given or just plain human rights of their leaders because that is the presumption why ever do people or peasants accept their miserable lots and labor away at menial tasks before early deaths why don't they just decide to become Americans are they another species Isn't that part of the calculation when someone says workers or ordinary folks, ordinary Russian folks, that convenient lumpen? Or are they maybe, like our workers, always angry, these people incapable or deprived of schooling that might allow them to thrive and be happy? Is that the solution, opportunity, equality of? Are those of us gifted with these opportunities happy? Is menial, back-breaking work not still necessary? Are its doers doomed to misery and to degradation? Were there no happy coal miners or truck drivers with lives and wives and children, was this condition always a condition from which one strives to rise to better oneself? Are we not saying to million, to the millions of menials, "You must be unhappy or stupid," or are we insisting the same? and make ourselves feel better in the process. Not like me. I have risen. See me. I am happy and fulfilled. But there are, or there were, happy miners. The properly paid ones, the unionized ones, the British ones, proud fellows. yes. Oh, and lo, they looked down upon you when you journalized their misery. They did know in their uneducated but deeply intelligent bones that effort releases endorphins and laughter is good, like the miner's son in a pub in Bangor, Wales, who could quote me, word perfect, Fortinbras' last speech in Hamlet, O oh, proud death, what feast is to ward? Go ahead, O oh reader, you finish it. Quite suddenly, out of the blue, dropping into a discussion of us and the media that makes us free, I thought of my reading of Secondhand Time by Svetlana Alexievich, an oral history of the disintegration of the Soviet Union, or a series of interviews conducted by the author of People Who Lived Before and After the Dissolution. It is an amazing book. I committed one chap's story to memory and filmed it. In my hasty discussion... I was told the Soviets were not free because they had no free press, which must be part of the story, surely, but I don't know that it was or is freedom exactly or even approximately. Freedom, surely, is a frame of mind that allows us to process news or lack of news. Almost all U.S. news is a kind of fiction selling a single worldview. It uses facts to tell a story about tragedies tragedies at sea or violence here and abroad without ever wondering, Hamlet-like, why violence is necessary. They tell us that it happens, that cops do it or Russians do it, never presuming to wonder why, which, yes, would be conjecture, but not asking why leaves their readers or listeners with a concise narrative of good and evil. It paints an, an inaccurate picture of the world I live in. We good, they bad. The story we have been weaned on. A narrative some of us seem to need in order to function our oh-so-functional lives. We use the news. What would we do without the news in our great unfreedom? Well, we are free to project. Our news is full of what happens elsewhere, an orgy of whataboutism. As a friend said years ago when asked about American history, America's history of relentless racial atrocity, well, it's not as bad as fill in the gap that he had heard about in the news. Secondhand time showed me a whole culture, Russian culture, entirely newsless, who, without projection, looked inward and found much of the human that I would define as free, that we simply don't or can't access in this advertised life. There is never a mention of the evil West in second-hand time. We are never the excuse. We didn't meddle in their power mechanisms. A full understanding that the horrors of Stalin, following on the horrors of Tsarism, were self-inflicted. The news that all evil comes from outside, all Trumps are elected by Russian interference, all athletes are drugged by Russians, that our culture is not or never was racist, all that kind of news is simply unavailable. I had expected to read unaware tracts of brainwashings by brainwashed people in the book on Russia, but it was not there. There was confession of being deluded by themselves of believing that which was not true, but also why they believed it. Russians were famously and freely educated. They needed to be to catch up with the West. Perhaps the books they read were strictly controlled, ahem, but the books that remained are some of the most profound ever created. Apparently the distortions of communism did not demand an idiot population, ahem again, an inexpressive unpre unfree or unprofound population i leave it to you to make the case for american profundity or white profundity the great Yuval Harari and Michael Sandel are on a youtube thing it is gorgeous as might be expected and i felt affirmed as Yuval makes points i have come to without him our past is full of disinformation the middle ages for instance The modern world is naturally uneasy when the table of power, the round one that has been sat at by white men only for thousands of years is now suddenly, relatively suddenly, women and non-whites sprinkled with women and non-white knights. And otherwise clever people rage and fear. The natural lot of usurpers who sit at tables alone for thousands of years, never really liking each other, It is a characteristic of my race and culture that we do not love well, that we sit like glaciers at tables mistrusting our companions to such an extent that a different gender or race or culture just breaks the camel's back and hysteria follows, sad but true. But to Yuval and Michael, I do wonder all the time when they speak of people. Yuval has never said, folks, Michael neither, to think of it. But when they speak of nationalists, for instance, are they speaking of themselves? Is Michael a nationalist? Or are they speaking of the masses, the folks, das Volk? Is it their education or IQ that makes them higher beings in our in their own minds? I don't think Yuval has this gene. I think he, he is in disguise with his half-smile. I think it is why he can reassure a not-so-clever man like Jonathan Haidt that yes, we are talking about the same thing while telling him he should not be teaching at business school. There is much in discrediting meritocracy, a false premise, if ever one breathed, but unwealthy people are not losers. The notion that successful or educated people are any more successful at being full is ludicrous. They can just afford the medications that keep their misery at bay. It is probably more likely that a rancher or a car mechanic achieves the examined life than a Cambridge graduate. The high-end graduate is a kind of extremist, and elitism has almost looked like a defensive tactic for the elites. I know I am useless deep down without meaning, but I have the tools to invent meaning, like kingly anointing and divine rights. It didn't go away. It lives very well today. It must be cosmic to be Donald Jr. Never did natural gifts so entirely abandon an individual, so he doubles down on his elitism to compensate. He is of the right, but there are just as many on the left. And it is the rub. The culture we all live in positively persecutes and proscribes the full development of its members. Only the individual, individuated can serve a collective, my friends. Our culture is in an arrested development state of development intentionally. Monotheism was the great tool that made hovits of us all and the full human threatens the peace in the shire. Now our intellectuals and worse are creating works to justify and sustain this kind of abject bondage. We are stuck in adolescence till we die and we choose to stick in it. Donald Trump needs no help in making this point what the progressive community must ask itself how pathetic did they become how like armchair insurrectionists that donald trump became so palatable to so many there is no greater evidence of the progressive failure than that this man becomes a truth teller to 74 million people i don't think sandel particularly can go there So he does liminal explorations all around the point, arriving at last on the rather Christian, but patronizing pity he has for the less fortunate, and imagines the elitist humiliations of those who don't become dons, a sort of silliness instead of grasping it as a kind of warfare. Or we can just blame the Russians, like we do, which we do. Without them, well, all would be well. And who are these leaders? unthreatened from below who persecute are they specifically russian chinese african or latin american only we have plenty of evidence right near at hand not one among us to insist that we do that these behavior as we do that these behaviors only come from the east except, of course, our favorite East of the House of Saud, etc., makes me believe as I struggle out of sleep that, yes, we are a chosen people, the real ones, that this is it, this Las Vegas of the mind. Where am I leading myself this morning after snatches read in the New Yorker and something's simmering around the feeling of directing a play. I find there is little strength in the liberal progressive movement in the Western world, perhaps in Eastern too, but I do not live there. As long as we cling, and most of us do, to the patterns above, that we know what the human is and our present relationship to others, the planet and our various gods, is the most real version of self ever. We are, in my estimations, royally screwed. We thunder towards extinction with such lust. It seems that energy consumption is the only activity that binds us vigorously at all. All our tech and travel, advertising signs that can you into thinking you're the one that can do what's never been done. Do this, do that, gleaming faces of success with impossibly full mouths of white teeth. The fun thing about the culture and its advertisement is that if that is what success looks like i don't want it at all neither do you it does look like safety for sure and that is the real sell. security hiding the dark side of security is the art of advertising and i don't mean by advertising the silly dupings of madmen i mean the norm i'm i mean the relentless insistence oozing out of culture onto our plates every day, that we are normally and ideally a single type, that there are no other items on the menu, a person held to a standard, invented, not found or discovered, invented, and insisted upon. Lovers of security. What I found in directing. It is helpful, fun, very rewarding, and secure. I wondered, pondered, how much it must be like being a boss, a managerial person, a CEO, an administrator, one who administrates, a friend, a brilliant fellow, director, actor, trying to be an administrator, works often in Germany. Apparently in Germany, with its unique and marvelous theater traditions, one man shows are very much frowned upon bourgeois, I'm sure, narcissistic and selfish, perhaps. I have discovered that, however, a company of actors who have done solely solo work is a much better company. Solo work as solo, on their own. Well, apply that to society and think about it. What I found in directing a field of endeavour almost inevitably corrupt with possible power crimes almost written into the book, is that it is impossible to do well without having taken the great risks and felt the great insecurities actors feel, a sort of coming up through the ranks. But we don't do that. What we do is find the next Peter Brook or seek unsuccessfully for him or her, convinced that only this way can the worthwhile be done, that some superior being is born and found through our time-honored practice of relying on and trusting university-birthed demigods and low art, maybe, I don't know. But see, this is writ large all over the landscape, this myth. is a blueprint of society. We defend and call a way of life and defend as an abused spouse defends their abuser or Clarence Torrance Clarence Thomas worships at the same altar of negation as Andrew Jackson did. Now that is a human condition worth coaxing out of the shadows. In these cultures, yours and mine, theatre and Main Street, excuse my condescending with these values, we are conservatives to the hilt. Why? We take no risks. The risk-taker knows, and we don't. We huddle. It really is possible to understand the abortion struggle thus. You are not capable of deciding what to do with your own body. Your viscera, your life, or yourself, you are not capable. We leave the decision to a council of ephors, old wizened creatures, whatever their age, sinking in the curing concrete of their invented human There is zero connection to pandemics, by the way, and vaccines, this choice. Abortions are not contagious, except in religion. It is amazing to awake on the day a play I am directing opens to hear this yammering going on about rights. The right to levy this arrogant control over the lives of women can only be God-given, otherwise it would be laughed out of the room. Whatever religion claims for itself, the evidence that it only brings us horror is so overwhelming that only a believer can continue to make its case. I really want you to believe whatever you find groovy, but keep it to yourself. Your higher power does not lower over anyone else. The individual chooses, is able to choose, they are all involved in their one woman shows at this point until they come back to the herd if ever they are themselves alone and it is just not up for debate except here but here in this highest court in the land who director-like is really not necessary except that we do hold these hierarchies so sacred in our utter disgraceful weakness The problem with the current crop of religions is not that it replaces reality for us, but it appeals precisely to our love of non-reality. It relies on lack of evidence. This reliance is a habit only. For simple instance, we are all more or less transgender. But our fear of this is the only fact religion allows. Look a little deeper, and that is all religion ever was. The allowed of one. And I am a religious man, just not one of those.